I'm Ken Hemmings, and he is Chris Lang, and welcome to another of these regular property briefings. Again, a warm welcome to you, Chris. Well, here we are again. Yes, and up until now, you've covered a lot of vital material throughout these podcasts. Some of it's been very topical, although much of it is what we'll call pillar concepts for becoming a successful commercial property investor. In your experience, are there some fundamental tools an investor just cannot do without? Well, Ken, when it comes to tools, I have a fairly simplistic approach. You can get very sophisticated and feel that you you need to arm yourself with all the latest software and and so forth. But in essence, as far as I see it, particularly in the early stages of creating a shortlist, there's only three basic tools that you need. The first one is an iPad and hopefully or ideally the, the latest version, although that's not vital. The second one is some system method or device to sift through the myriad of properties that you may look at on the net or on newspaper ads or whatever. And the third one really is having a personal mentor, someone that can provide the guidance you need when you need it and just be there to fill in any gaps and keep you on the right track. So in essence, those are the three things. An iPad, a method or device to sift, sort and screen the the properties that you might initially be looking at to work out which gets on the shortlist and then a mentor who will, as I said, provide the guidance and just keep you on the track. Okay, look, let's tackle them one item at a time. Tell me why having an iPad is so important. Well, the reason for an iPad is that even though you may have a desktop computer, you need to be out in the field. It's no good being stuck behind a desk. So the iPad enables you to move quickly from property to property. You can search them on the web and you need to be able to send and receive emails, files, information memorandums, all those sort of things. And yes, you can do it on your desktop, but it's so much easier if if you ring an agent, if you're outside a property and he or she says, look, I've got a a floor plan or it's on the net, you can just download it. And so you can have access to information on the run rather than have to wait till you get back to your home office or your, your business office and the desktop computer to download those pieces of information. And then even when you download them, you've got to print them out, so you've got to carry hard copies with you. So the secret is the iPad because it just gives you that total flexibility. And most people don't get full value out of their iPad. What I suggest you do, there are apps that you can download as to how to maximise your use from an iPad. I mean, Apple provide uh, hints and what have you, which are great, but that's more for a personal use. But it's worth doing that and probably having 
the apps like Pages, which is the word equivalent for Apple, and you probably don't need Keynote, which is the same as PowerPoint unless you, you are making a presentation. But what you probably need, the, the, the spreadsheet download, the equivalent of Excel, so that if someone sends you an Excel spreadsheet, you can still open it on your, your iPad. It'll automatically convert it, and then it just gets saved in what their version is called is Numbers as opposed to Excel. So it's worth kidding yourself out with those few apps. They're not expensive. I think the apps are something like $39. And they're not a full-blown version of pages or numbers, but they're sufficient to enable you to open files, access them, alter them, etc. So it enables you to keep moving on the fly. Now, what I would also suggest, you get a couple of apps as well, would be Dropbox if you don't already have it. And that's probably one you should also have on your main computer as well so that you can access the files when you get back to the office. So Dropbox enables you, it's a cloud storage facility and you can get a certain amount at no cost if you start to get loads of files, images, videos, etc. You may need to go into a paid version, but you can get a fair capacity without having to do that. And the other app I would suggest is Evernote. It's an amazing piece of software or app. It's, a, again, web-based. You ought to have it on your main computer as well as on your iPad, but it enables you to... You'll be surprised where it pops up. When you, if you haven't already seen it, when you go into, someone sends you a file and you click on the file, it gives you options. Do you want to save it, print it out, so forth, but it also gives you an option, do you want to save it to Evernote? Now, within Evernote, you set up folders which are called notebooks and you can have sub-notebooks as well. So you might have a notebook for property acquisitions and then a sub-notebook for um, each particular one that you're looking at. So as you come across something, you can just effectively take a clipping. It's like taking a photocopy and filing it away, but it's accessible and searchable within Evernote. Now, with Evernote, um, certainly on the desktop version, you have a choice of how you save it. And so if you're on a website and you want to save the information, a lot of websites come with ads and a whole lot of peripheral stuff in the sidebars and so forth. You don't want that. So you can just click simple article as what you want to save it. And just it, All it does is save the main information, picks up all the graphics and what have you, but you don't have all the paraphernalia around the edge. And then before you, you press save, you nominate which notebook you want to put it in. And that means that you have a record of that information on the fly. Now, when you get back to the office, all you've got to do is click the sync button and it'll be there on your desktop as well, and vice versa. If you've been searching while you're in your office and saved some information, that will sync with your notebook, your um, iPad as well. So it really is a great tool. As I said, not only can you file it in different notebooks, but you can put keywords or tags, unlimited number of tags, so that 
whenever you want to search something, you go there and you just type in a tag you remember and it'll pull up all the articles that relate to that tag and then you'll find, the when I say articles, whatever you've stored on Keynote and it's just amazing. It's like, you know how you write a post-it note and stick it somewhere? Well, it, it's better than that because you're effectively, without having to take a photocopy or save it, you don't have to save something to a, a folder and then, of course, when it's on the computer, you've then got to remember where you filed it. If it's in Evernote, you just go find it. Just go to Evernote, search, and it also searches on words within the document itself. So it's not just the tags, although that's the quickest way to find it. So, as I said, if if you get to grips of what an iPad can do for you, you'll wonder why you haven't used it before to its fullest extent, and that will just stand you in great stead going forward. I can see now why you feel an iPad is so vital. You also mentioned the ability to quickly shortlist potential properties. Doesn't that involve a, a fair amount of upfront skill and knowledge? Well, if, if you're starting out and have never done it before, yes, of course it's going to take a lot of time and upskill and upfront knowledge. But I think if you've been listening to these podcasts before, you'll, you'll realise that as part of the training that I, I give, I've outlined your eight investment objectives and 12 buying criteria. Now, you may not have arrived at the same ones, but those are what over time I've discerned are what the top investors use. And you really need to create out of those a matrix. In other words, have the the eight investment objectives across the top and the 12 buying criteria down the side and then work out which ones which uh, buying criteria serve best the, the investment objectives. So that's how I used to do it. And then I developed some Excel spreadsheet um, before I was on, on my Mac. And from there, I, having used that for many years, I thought there's got to be a simpler way. And then I developed an app called the High Return Filter. So what that does is enable you to quickly rate each property. When I say quickly, once you get on there and understand how it works, you can do it in three minutes or less so that you just rate each property as to how well it matches or serves the various buying criteria. So that, And it's out of 10. And so that you're, you can quickly rate the property And if you go on, if you download the app, which is free, and on the propertybriefings.com website, it's over on the right-hand column. It's just a a, a yellow patch with a city skyline on it. Click that, you can download it, and it's free. So, again, you'll have that on your iPad. And a lot of apps leave you in the dark as to how they really operate. I've put together two short videos the first one is, is explaining how and why you need your investment objectives and buying criteria. And then the, the second short video walks you through how to actually use the app, how to go about rating, what you should look for with each buying criteria as to what makes it a 
8, 9 or 10 rating as opposed to a 2, 3 or 4 rating. So again, you're not left in the dark. And the first time through, it'll be a bit of an experiment, but after a while you get the hang of it. And the beauty is that once you once you start to do use this method, there's no, what's the word I'm looking for, compassion or subjective evaluation. It's pure, independent, objective, looking at the property and rating it. And my yardstick is that if using the um, high return filter, your property doesn't score 70% or better, then it ought not be on your shortlist. So if it comes in at 72, 75, 80, that's a property worth considering further. And that's when you take it and, and when you decide which on your shortlist is the one to run with, then you might use some more sophisticated software to do an after-tax cash flow and so forth. But most people try and do the detailed analysis far too early in the process of, of identifying properties. The first thing is to, to find the property, shortlist the property, and then you move on to your more detailed, in-depth analysis of those properties that actually deserve to be on your shortlist. So how does having a personal mentor help? Well, Ken, as you know, I have a mentor group that I work with on an ongoing basis. And whether it's me or another trusted advisor, you need a seasoned professional to second-guess what you're about to do and also provide you with some of the skills that you might be missing, particularly when you're just starting out as a commercial property investor. Now, I've got in the group some some people that have bought a number of properties, but nonetheless, they still come back and just want to talk through the properties. And the people range, I've got someone in Singapore, I've got a New Zealand couple, I've got people spread all around Australia. So the geography's got nothing to do with it. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with your ability. It's more a confidence thing because you don't do it day in, day out. You actually have the skills and you just need to talk through each property that you're looking at seriously. And sometimes, in my case, I will just ask direct questions. And if they the person I'm working with can't answer those so that they feel confident in their answer, well, that tells you something. If they are right on top of the response to the, the question I'm asking, and they're not meant to be tricky questions, they're just questions related to understanding the deal involved, and in many cases they will end up talking themselves out of the deal, not because of anything I've said, but just they realise that Either they haven't done enough research and in not doing that research they picked the wrong property. And many times everything falls into place and it's a property that they, they ought to pursue. So, you know, it's it just, as I said, just a second guess sometimes what it is that you're doing. And having a mentor will help you quickly assess your exposure. And by that I mean to make sure that you're not over-borrowing, 
because that sometimes is an issue. I mean, many times people will come and they've got all their, everything worked out. And I say, well, what about the acquisition costs like stamp duty, legal costs, etc.? And they haven't factored that in. I mean, it's a simple thing to overlook, but if you don't do it all the time, you miss those sort of minor points. Well, actually major points, but it's an easy mistake to make. But also, how is this purchase going to impact on your long-term plans? You know, and with a mentor group, you get to understand what their strategies and aspirations are for the next 5, 10, 15 years. And therefore, when a property comes up, you know, I might ask a question as to, well, given that you want to be somewhere, wherever it is, in 10 years' time, is this property really going to achieve that goal? And in many cases, I say, well, actually, no, it's not. So, again, it's just asking simple questions. And also to make sure that you make the best use of your time. Now, unless you're doing this full time, you don't have the luxury of spending endless hours, days or weeks working on things like this. And that's sometimes where a mentor can either help you out because of their skill set doing things that you don't necessarily have the skill to do or pointing you in the direction where you can quickly find the answer, which if you were to go down that path yourself, it could be weeks before you stumble across the answer. But then also they'll help you evaluate the likely success of each deal, you know, understanding what the initial and and likely ongoing return's going to be, help you with the creating of the projected after-tax cash flow, and then also identifying with you the ways in which you can add value after you bought the property. So, you know, it's something that most people don't do when it comes to commercial property investing. A lot of people have personal life coaches and personal business coaches, but they tend to feel that they can do it all themselves with commercial property. And, I, and I'm not suggesting that they're, they're deals or, or anything like that. That's, that's not the issue. But, you know, commercial property investing is a, an ever-changing market, both with what's going on as far as the demand, the supply, and unless you're on top of it, there are opportunities for you to run into roadblocks and, and um, you know, there's some hazards along the way. But, you know, with a, a good mentor, you should be able to avoid those. But it also, your mentor can help you create a template for the future. And, and that's something I always do. Whenever I do something, I always distill everything down into a simple system. And the idea with that is that, that you can replicate it with future deals. I mean, your time, as I said, is precious. And so you need to create a process that works for you. And, I mean, what works ideally for me won't necessarily work ideally for someone else. But having gone through that exercise myself, I can help them develop a personalised process or system that will work for them. And it's one, once you've got it set up, all you need to do is rinse and repeat. I mean, you can do it over and over again because effectively what you're creating is a a checklist, 
a detailed technical checklist that works for you. So you just follow it step by step. I mean, in broad terms, I've got my, my, my nine-step investment formula. Now, that gives you the umbrella or, or helicopter view of where you have to go, the nine steps. But within each one of those, there are specific techniques and steps that you have to follow. And it, it'll vary from property to property and person to person. But again, as soon as you have finished a particular deal, you, you, as I said, you distill it down, condense it down into a simple system or checklist so that you can then just pull it out of the filing system or that's something, again, you'd file out on Evernote so that you know exactly where it is, whether you're in the office or, or in the car, on your iPad, you just go there and you, you've got your checklist right in front of you. So in essence, as I said, those are the, the basically the three major tools that I use all the time both my own acquisitions and when helping clients. I'm glad we covered this today because it helps to crystallise many of the things that you've discussed during previous podcasts. Well, look, the secret to your success as a commercial property investor lies in being organised and having a simple system that you can use over and over again. Mm-hmm. That would seem to sum it up beautifully. So thanks once again, Chris.